From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Thank you for inviting me into your homes. Great to be with you. Perhaps you're uh, listening in on your crystal radio set in your cabin in the woods off the grid. Maybe you're listening uh, at home or in your long-haul truck, your RV, your camper. Perhaps you're listening in on uh, AM740, our flagship station, or on a podcast at Stitcher Radio, iTunes, The Conspiracy Show app, zoomeradio.ca online. Maybe you're listening in uh, on one of our affiliates south of the 49th. However and wherever wherever you're listening, uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. It's been a great summer, and I don't know where it's gone. My word. Uh, we have enjoyed ourselves up here in Toronto, the, uh, the Seren, spending a lot of time, uh, playing tennis with the little guys and, uh, also, uh, enjoying the outdoors as much as we can. Spending some evenings at the beach, which is great as the sun goes down, starts to cool off a little bit, a little bonfire on the beach, roast some weenies and some marshmallows, trying to spend some time out in, in, uh, in nature. Uh, you gotta be careful though, uh, hiking around in the woods. Now, uh, very disturbing to learn earlier uh, this summer, actually, uh, and they're tracking this, thankfully. Uh, but the uh, the uh, the Lyme disease, uh, or the tick that's carrying Lyme disease, the, the various bacteria uh, that are found in the tick, uh, responsible for this scourge known as Lyme disease, they've actually uh, found them on the uh, the eastern parts of the city in a place called Rouge Valley. Uh, you know, so not, not to panic, but you know, you gotta take precautions when you're walking out there in the woods. Make sure that your pants are tucked into your socks, you know, wear long clothing and, uh, you know, insect repellent and so forth. And then when you get out of the, uh, once you've finished your hike or wherever, uh, you know, do a visual inspection, help, you know, buddy system. Check up and down all over. Make sure there are no little ticks riding home with you. Uh, it's debilitating. And uh, the protocol for, for diagnosing it and treating it, we are, I think, really lagging behind here in Canada. However, we're going to learn all about that. Uh, in fact, my next guest, uh, I recently learned, had a terrible case of, uh, of Lyme disease. Left him totally incapacitated in a wheelchair. He is uh, no stranger to the program. Dr. Cass Ingram is a nutritional physician, received a B.S. in biology and chemistry from the University of Northern Iowa and a, uh, a doctorate of osteopathy from the University of Osteopathic Medicine and Health Sciences. Dr. Ingram has since written over, well, over two dozen books on natural healing. He's given answers and hope to millions through lectures on thousands of radio and TV shows. His research and writing have led to countless cures and discoveries. Dr. Cass Ingram presents hundreds of health tips and insights into uh, in his many books on health, nutrition, disease prevention, and he is one of North America's leading experts on the health benefits and disease-fighting properties of wild medicinal spice extracts. And he's a popular media personality appearing on over 5,000 radio and TV show. He now travels the world promoting perfect health the natural way, and we found him this evening, this morning, in merry old England. Dr. Cass, how are you, my friend? How are you? 5 a.m., hit my way, doing great, doing great. That's all right. You wake up, you have some of that chaga tea, and you're good to go. I am. I'm having this chag-o-charge with a little bit of butter, a buttered, uh, naturalistic coffee, but no coffee, no caffeine, just the wild chaga. You know? and, and that's the that the uh, that that thing that grows on the birch trees up in the boreal forests, right? Chaga. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is, and it's it's a great adjunctive treatment or adjunctive uh, adaptive tea. It helps you adapt to whatever you're if you're dealing with some fatigue, some exhaustion, some some tough times, like you're trying to recover from a disease, it's a good thing to add to your program. You know? And this is this stuff that, that grows on the tree, it's like a, I guess, like a fungus. Is it related to a fungus? It's called a white rot fungus, but uh, it's really technically a sterile conch, which means that it's, it's not an infectious thing. It's not like a ground mushroom. It doesn't have spores that you can inhale and, you know, and make you sick or something. Uh, it's really a food. The Siberians used it as a food, you know, up there in the far north 
when Alexander Solzhenitsyn stumbled upon them because he had the stomach cancer and he couldn't get cured from the radiation, he couldn't get cured from the chemicals or surgery. So he sat with the villagers and had the wild chaga tea, and it cured his stomach cancer. So, you know, it's, it's a great thing to know about. I've published that separate book. I know we're going to talk about Lyme yes. uh, and all that, but I, I already published that pretty famous book. In fact, some people scalp it on the Internet for hundreds and hundreds of it. It's, it's The Cures in the Forest, uh, and that one deals with the boreal forest cures in Canada. Now the so you got to have that in your library, you know. Just to just to but. dwell a, a few moments on on the chaga again, because um, this is what uh, comes out of a tree when a tree gets scarred, right? So if a tree gets hit yeah. by lightning, for example, it's like a band aid for the tree that's produced naturally. It is, and, and because a lot of people say it's like a parasite. Well, I suppose it does suck the barks, uh, I mean the uh, the sap, and use it as food, and so on, but. When you when you injure a tree like the loggers and then the tree they leave those trees and then they grow another five or ten years there's a chaga on there a lot of times uh, or if it's got a disease the chaga will fill in or if it splits out as it grows it might fill in the gap but we know because we injected chaga into sick apple trees and other trees and they recovered oh is that right interesting so it's medicinal really and uh, so we got to preserve our birch trees Cass. We well, you don't have to worry too much because you, you, you have to do some preservation. But if you clear cut, the birches come back every 60, 70 years, and you cut them again, then they come back, and they come back with loads of chagas. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a pretty interesting thing, the birch tree. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you want to preserve the old growth forests and then do proper harvest, you know, ha- proper forestry. Right. Now, uh, the other cures that I'm big on, as you know, so we've got the boreal forest, are coming from the Mediterranean mountains. So here we're dealing with areas where there's forest, areas where there's mountains, areas where it's remote, remote source medicine. That's what we're going to talk about tonight. And it relates to even some of the most crippling, devastating diseases known to humankind, not just cancer and heart disease and hypertension and diabetes, which Chaga addresses, but also the infectious diseases, Mm. which we've addressed before on this program through the cures in the cupboard. Uh, But now I published this Lyme disease cure. Yeah, let's let's talk about that. First of all, how did you contract that? It's a bad number, my friend, bad number. I'm glad you're out there kind of giving people some, you know, warning. I was in the scrub of Wisconsin picking wild berries. Nobody else would do it because we make an extract, a liqueur from those wild berries that's anti-tumor and that helps with with female disorders. It ends up in a product called Rubinol. I don't know if you've ever tried it, but it's the raw uh, and rare black raspberry, which you have growing there in Canada anyway. Right. That's one of the so, superfoods. So uh, the last day of my project, and you, I've got these pictures on my Facebook where I've got these big buckets of wild berries and I'm smiling, I'm happy. That last day, I didn't, I didn't see any ticks that week. So for some, and I'm in the scrub of Wisconsin, a hot zone, dummy. I didn't pull my socks over my pant legs that day. I didn't use the herbal spray I had available. I didn't take a shower. And a week, you know, less than a week later, I think I'm going to die. Oh, no. I don't know what's going on. I'm rubbing my skull with my fists. I can't get comfortable. My head's like in one room, my body in another. I can't. Oh. And the, and then, then my ankle seized up, and I couldn't walk on, on that. And I didn't know what was going on. I, it was so vague. And then a headache and couldn't sleep. Until I started burning up, like I'm burning, and I, I couldn't stand this burning on my back. And then I spun around the mirror, and there it was. The target. Bulls, bullseye, yeah. yeah. Bullseye rash. But I had been sleeping on the tick. It was on my back, but it was gone by then, so all that time I was pushing all that, all that poison into my body. Oh, dear. And, and, uh... And I thought, I mean, I, I thought I was going to die. Yeah. And I almost went to the hospital, you know, but I thought, you know, if I go on the tetracycline or doxycycline, I'll become a cripple, like I've seen so many times. 
maybe I'll get lucky, but I'm already seven days into it. And so I gotta, I'm gonna roll the dice here. Because I, I know about natural cures. I live it. I'm gonna roll that, those dice. I'm gonna see if I can cure it with the wild oregano. You know, an oil of oregano, uh, other things, oregamax, all that. And I started hitting it. And I expected it to go gone. But you know something? It didn't go gone. It hung on. And I, all I could do was stop it from getting worse. Now, by that time, I had something that's 40% fatal. And a lot of people would say, well, you should have went. But I just sent a patient to get some doxycycline if she wanted to, who just got a tick bite. You know, because now people are coming to me. I've got the protocols in the book. And I said, well, go to your doctor and let's see if we can do both then. And, uh, and the doctor turned her away. And it was only four or five days after she got the bite. He said, it's too late. The doxycycline is not working. Uh, you know, you need to do something else. I mean, you ended up in a wheelchair. Oh, definitely. Twice. This is treachery. Uh, I, uh, I beat it back a little bit. And then it came back with a vengeance. And uh, my knee swelled up. I couldn't walk. I said, get me some crutches from the farmer because I was doing a project in England. I was doing filming. And, uh, uh, and, and, and so it and took two people to get me out of the wheelchair, plus the crutches, just to get to the toilet. Oh, my. And you couldn't sleep at night because the agony of the, sh- of the knee pain and the sheets and the touching of the it was tossing and turning. Oh, my God. And, uh, I mean, so I did a lot of, a lot of it, you know, thinking, what can I do? What can I take? And I made some discoveries, made some very important discoveries. Now they're in the book. But now I'm 99% changed, you know. I'm on tour again, and this time in England. And uh, so I'm 99% of what I was before. All right, we'll take a time out, and uh, as we roll out of the break, then we'll get back into this, and we'll find out how Dr. Cass Ingram managed to lick lime right here on The Conspiracy Show. Stay with us. The world is being pulled over your eyes. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Dr. Cass Ingram is with us live from merry old England and uh, the new book, The Lyme Disease Cure. He contracted Lyme disease uh, after stomping around in the woods collecting wild berries in Wisconsin, ended up in a wheelchair. Uh, it was so bad. It often presents as rheumatoid arthritis, doesn't it, Cass? Yes, it does. It, in fact, it can be confused with rheumatoid arthritis. It, uh, sometimes the Lyme, after the tick bite, will go into the joints quickly. Sometimes it'll pop out two weeks, a month, six months later. So that confuses everything. You know, this Lyme is hitting the, the muscular tissues to some degree, the joints in a big way, the nervous system, the brain and the spinal cord, the peripheral nerves. It's hitting, it, it hits bizarre places like the TMJ. It, it strikes the weight-bearing joints primarily, like one ankle. Initially, you'll see in one joint, one knee, one hip, one elbow. Then it might migrate. And uh, this is some of the in, in the skin. It will strike that. Uh, so, so it's, a, it's an invasive pathogen. There's no question about it. Borrelia for boring spirochete. Now, another thing. This is not a regular germ. I just talked to Dr. Klinghart's associates attending a Lyme conference here. They went ahead and did what we've recommended is is likely in the book. This is a biological agent from all the evidence to date. They did a a genome on it $60,000 later, and it's not the same as the one in nature. It has six times more genes. Hmm. So there's... You've talked about Plum Island before on your show. Yes. After Plum Island's work, you break out Lyme and you break out West Nile. And they break out within 5 to 10 miles of the biowarfare facility. In Lyme, Connecticut. Yeah. Lyme and Old Lyme is just downwind 8 to 10 miles from Plum Island. Uh, Sussex... uh, 
County in 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 Long Island and other Long Island hotspots for West Nile are only five to ten miles from Plum Island. And there's no way you're going to have West Nile, which is from North Africa and the Nile Valley and all that, in New York. Hmm. So these are escapees from that lab. That's why it's such a difficult disease to cure. And why West Nile and Lyme cause fatality and cause chronic illness and cause people who are totally healthy to be gone or to be destroyed. And the United Nations has declared it a, a, a global pandemic. Lyme? Yeah. Well, it's worse than that. How can it be? Right, but, <laughs> what could be worse but, than a global pandemic, Cass? <laughs> because it's a stealth pathogen. You see, a pandemic like flu or something, it comes and it goes. Oh, I see what you're saying. Right. You see? So yeah. this is a permanent pandemic. Right, right. A permanent pandemic. I gotcha. And uh, so so you're dealing with, we're dealing with a stealth pathogen that the immune system does not recognize, and therefore it can gain access to anyone, young child, a dog, a cat, uh, a healthy, strong athlete, and start inducing the devastation. I'm convinced it's a biogerm for one other reason. I had Lyme. I still suffer a little element of it. And uh, it's not easy to cure. Everything else, you name it, we can blow it out. Lyme, I'm going to tell you, it's a tough journey. You can whip it, but it's not going to happen in 24 hours. Okay, so how did you finally... Uh, defeated. I mean, what did you, you said? Well, you took a wild oregano and it didn't do the you job. See, I was. You've used it before. A lot of your listeners know. I was using right away. I, I, I used the P73 oil, yeah. oil of wild oregano, germicide. Yeah. Right? Big fan what of What else am I going to use? I started using a bit of this oregoresp, which is a very aggressive cumin, oreganos, oregano in, in, in America, sage, and uh, uh, cinnamon. I'm using the Oregamax, I'm using the juice of oregano, the old standbys. But what I, what I discovered in myself, expecting to be completely cured so I can get back to work, is that it wasn't knocking it out. So what I did was I got mad and I said, this is it, I'm tired of it. About three months into this miserable thing, I, I took 45 capsules of Oregaresp. Okay, I took 120 gel caps of the oil of oregano, and I took the super strength oil, the edible one, the P73. I don't mess with the junk. I dumped the whole bottle, one ounce. The label says take two drops a day. I dumped the bottle, 880 drops, into a glass of water. I drank it all at once. And then throughout the day, I took those 180 capsules. All in one day? All in one day. Is there no, there's no danger in that? I'll tell you about the danger in a, in a moment issue. And in four days, I knocked out 70% of my symptoms. And that means the neurological symptoms, the inability to sleep, the rubbing of the head, the band around the head, the helmet feeling around the head. Uh, and I saved my life. It's, you know, uh, thank God for this, these natural cures. Now, I did this on and off, and I took a blood test, and I had the most perfect liver enzymes and kidney function I'd ever had hmm. after so, taking these huge doses. But, I mean, you continued that, that regimen for how many days, or just the one time? For four to seven days, that super high dose. I think it was about four or five days, and then I cut back. But let me tell you what happened over that year. I See, I fought Lyme for two years. Okay, and uh, and then, but that's a good thing because I kept telling myself there's a reason for this. There's a reason for this because I ended up writing the book. You see, but yeah, I relapsed over that two-year period four times because I didn't stay on those big doses. I got to travel and so forth. I'm not the perfect patient, right? So uh, what happened was my elbow swelled up like Popeye's elbows, big sacks. And I discovered something in these relapses. To, 
to really eradicate Lyme, you need to not only get into the oil of oregano, but there's something called a regaress. You know, you and I have used this stuff, so we don't. We're not trying to necessarily pitch it, but we well, we live it. We I've told it. the story many times. My 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 little guy, one of my little guys, one uh, wakes up with uh, what sounds like the onset of a whooping cough, uh, and um, I mean, I and he had a fever, like a raging fever, delirious, and uh, I was panicked. You know, first time parent, you know. So I rubbed that stuff all over the spine of his back, the balls of his feet, and I'm thinking, okay, here we go. We're in for a ride here because whooping cough can be dangerous. Oh, yeah. And it's a very distinctive cough. You know what whooping, you know, parents know. Mm-hmm. Next day, fever gone, no sign of a cough. Kaput. Yeah. And saving you all that agony and trouble, and maybe it gets antibiotics, it gets a reaction, who knows. Um, but so what I discovered is for the sake of the Lyme cases, and there are many millions in the United States and Canada that will talk about this, uh, the symptoms, is that sage, sage and, uh, and cinnamon and cumin are very important for the eradication of the Lyme bacillus. And that's what's in this oregaris material, especially the sage, wild sage. So I took 45 capsules of this again, and it, and it ate that swelling out of my elbow. And then the final discovery that I made is that sage and rosemary together are also very important for the eradication of the rheumatoid arthritis of Lyme. So fi- the final product you want to think about, so oil of oregano or regaress, is something called bone active. Bone active is exceptional for Lyme uh, in the joints and in the muscular tissues. So it comes as drops and it comes as capsules. If we were to take a chronic Lyme case that's listening now, they've tried everything. Because of the suffering that I endured and all that, I'm able to speed up their, uh, you know, their protocol, their program by doing the oral, the oregaresp, and the bone active. I just give you a case history. There was a woman in, in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is, a, they've declared, declared certain counties, pandemic counties, for contracting Lyme in your garden. Wow. <laughs> you don't have to go anywhere else. Wow. That's in fact, bad. By the way, you must know, eight out of ten Lyme cases occur 80% within 100 yards of the house. Oh, is that right? I mean, how many of us really do go out and hike in the woods? Not many, no. You don't have to, apparently. No. Boy, this so, is just getting so worse and worse. In the garden. And like me, she failed to pull the, this socks or the pant legs. You have to do that now from now on. And uh, and so she calls me up and I send her to the health store. She gets my protocol and we go through a very interesting two months with her. And then she gets cured. Two months. Fulminant Lyme from an acute tick bite. The doctor turned her away for antibiotics. If she would have gotten the antibiotics, I would have still put her on the protocol. And she took the bone active, the oregaresp, the uh, oil of oregano, and the oregamax, which is a very famous product in Canada. That was the bedrock of her protocol. She took a few other things. And, uh, and so we, wish I've demonstrated that you can eradicate Lyme. It's just a tough journey. It is. It's a tough nut to crack. Very and difficult. so many people living with it, and it hasn't been diagnosed as chronic Lyme disease. They're being Did told, you know that? Ninety percent of the cases are diagnosed two years plus after the tick bite. Ninety percent. Plus, there's so many cases that are not being diagnosed. And the CDC, which is very conservative, says 300,000 new cases every year in the United States. You really think those people are being diagnosed as Lyme? Do you think it's just 300,000? One of ten people, ten percent of all Massachusettsites have Lyme disease. Can you imagine? Oh my lord! Can it present as things? Can it present as uh, Parkinson's or Alzheimer's? Yes, yes. Lida Matman, who I quote, did the work on biopsies and other, and she found that in eight Parkinson's cases. They all had Lyme bacillus in the brain. In almost 100% of the Alzheimer's, in 8 of 10 MS, 
Borrelia, burgdorferi, has the ability to bore into the brain and stay there for quite some time. Unless you eradicate it. Let's roll through the symptoms. The symptoms are the bullseye rash. If you're fortunate, then you have a thousand percent diagnosis. You, this is acute now. You, it might go into the joints pretty quick and seize up a major joint, but usually it's a flu-like syndrome in the summer, really flu in the summer or spring, uh, late fall or early fall, which, which includes chills, fevers sometimes and muscle aches, myalgias, burning sensation, uh, headache, band around the head, and this weird thing of feeling like you have a helmet around your head because it's eating up your brain. And then the head feels like it's in one room, the body in another, fatigue, exhaustion, feeling miserable. A lot of times it's just you feel miserable. You don't under, you can't put the thing on it. And then, of course, it could present in a different way, uh, paralysis, tick paralysis. Half your body is paralyzed, just like that. Uh, the face, uh, Bell's palsy, that could be the presenting. Me, even though I don't have the other symptoms, in a, one of the relapses, I couldn't open my mouth. I had like a lockjaw. What a most horrible thing to experience. Couldn't chew right for two weeks. And it took a lot of the oil, and again, this oregoresp. I didn't know about the bone active at the time, didn't have that, and to eradicate that. Uh, and then you can get bizarre rashes. Those are some of the main symptoms that people experience. And, this, and visual the, disturbances. It goes and infects the back of the eyes. And the uh, the entire regimen that you sort of... I mean, did you stumble upon that, like uh, the bone active? I mean, was that... A, I mean, how did you stumble on that? Did you Was this trial the and error? bone active was a big discovery that was based on some work done by m myself in the Cures in the Cupboard and also Mulbauer in Switzerland where they discovered that there's a very important substance called beta-karyophyllin. So I, I stumbled on the, the need for, for substances rich in beta-karyophyllin for Lyme disease. And that's a substance found in wild oregano, rosemary, and sage. All right? Because uh, so, I was using a lot of oil and a lot of oregano, but those are heat extracted. It's this, the discovery I made is that the raw aromatic spices act on the receptor sites in the nervous system and aid the body in the cure of Lyme disease. So what I did was, when I was still struggling, I added the Oregamax and the Bone Active to my protocol and I started pumping it in high doses. And that's when I knocked out that last 10% of the symptoms that were lingering. So we need the raw spices. They, they, they regenerate the bone. They aid the body to regenerate the cartilage, but they, 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 they act on what's called the CB2 receptors. Now, hemp does that, too. Raw hemp Interesting. extract hmm. from the industrial-type hemp. Right, right. So and all of this is all of this 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 whole protocol that you that you went through that finally knocked out the Lyme disease. This is all in the Lyme disease cure. It's all in the Lyme disease cure. And if you go, if you just put in the Google search engine, Cass Ingram semicolon Lyme disease, up will pop the basic protocol. Uh, or if you go to my Facebook site, see I have two websites for free, you know, to grab stuff. One is Facebook, one is CassIngram.com. CassIngram.com is down for security reasons. They're just working. But you can go directly to Facebook, semicolon, The Health Hunter. You know, you and I are working on these projects right. in the wilderness. You see the videos on there. You see the videos online. But you'll see the basic line protocol. And that's to use the oil of oregano, the Oregamax, the bone active, the oregoresp, and maybe the juice of oregano. That's it. Maybe some turmeric. No. Turmeric is a it turmeric is a miracle worker. There's it's so many a miracle things. worker for the joints and for the brain. All right, listen, Cass, we're going to take a, a quick time out. We'll come back. I got a a couple of uh, emails here I want to get to for you, and um, we'll do that right yeah. in just a few moments. Dr. Cass Ingram, the Lyme disease cure. 
talking about the cure in the forest. Back with more of The Conspiracy Show. Stay with us. Where there's smoke, there's The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio, AM 740. All right, Dr. Cass Ingram is with us, and uh, just in a, uh, a few moments, we will be joined uh, by Sharon Forster, uh, who will uh, tell us all about the Conspiracy Show app. Uh, she's the uh, the brains, the creative force uh, behind the uh, Conspiracy Show app and uh, Alley Active Listening. Uh, we'll uh, get to Sharon Forster in just a few moments. Uh, right now, Dr. Cass Ingram stays with us from England, and the uh, book is The Lyme Disease Cure. He battled Lyme disease for two years and uh, finally uh, figured out the protocol uh, to whip it into submission. It uh, it took a while, but he did it. And uh, just uh, I don't know if this I don't think this is related to Lyme or anything. It, who knows? Uh, but I got an email here from uh, a Jennifer, and uh, she's wondering about hair falling out from the root. But she says it grows back. Uh, but it just comes out in clumps from the root, and uh, she's yeah, tried everything. If it's clumpy hair loss, then that's fr- uh, fungus. Now, Lyme can cause overall balding, sudden balding, bang. But you should have a history of being out in the garden or working around areas where you might have gotten a, a tick bite at the base of the head, perhaps, or something. You may not have seen the tick, but you might have gotten some single joint arthritis. Well, she writes that it just it now. keeps growing back. It grows back. Yeah, and that's usually fungus, you see. Fungus. What we call alopecia or patchy hair loss, even if it grows back. So my, the biggest suspicion is is, is that uh, the fungus has invaded the root of that. But it could also be mites, the hair follicle mite. No matter. You use the same cure. You get yourself some P73 super strength, saturate the scalp with it, put the hair, uh, the, the, the shower cap on, and just keep cooking it out. If you can get uh, a product called Scalp Cleanse, there's even a Scalp Cleanse shampoo and conditioner. That's brilliant, too. And that has fennel, oregano, sage, and rosemary in it. So those two, that's all. And if you take the oil of oregano under the tongue, maybe you take some Oregamax. That's it, you know? All right. It's infection. That's why it's coming out in clumps. Interesting. Okay. So many diseases are due to these infections. You don't get a fever or chills, but it's, in, it's attacking you. Interesting. Uh, I have an email here also uh, from a woman who's suffering from macular degeneration and uh, wondering, are, are there any natural uh, items that can alleviate it? Or? Yes, you should, uh, you should take the oil uh, of oregano under the tongue. Then you want to get some fatty salmon oil, high in vitamin A and D, called Polar Power. You want to get some Polar Power, and you take 8 to 12 capsules a day. You you take some zinc, 50 milligrams. You you get wild blueberries there in Canada, wild blueberry juice, and soak yourself in that. And that's enough. What really? do you mean, when you say soak Routine yourself? Is good. Where do you, when you, you can buy supplements. The wild, the wild blueberries, you say soak yourself in it. What do you mean? Well, I mean, you just eat all you can uh-huh. and drink the juice and, you know, you just tons of it. Okay, so give me those, those three or four items again. All right, you've got the wild blueberries right. uh, and or- organic ones, and it's juice. Then you have the lutein, some zinc, oil of oregano under the tongue, and you want to hunt down this polar power, fatty salmon oil with the A, vitamin A, naturally. And you take either the liquid, a tablespoon twice a day, or say 12 capsules. And that should get the job done. Now, if you want to get really sophisticated, you could go on my web... Oh, my website's down. But uh, there's, there's some interesting supplements that are made from berries. You can find them elsewhere. One is called Berry Max Drops. For in visual weakness and visual collapse, you, you take the wild... Did you ever see a bear that couldn't see you in the woods? <laughs> That'd be a big problem if it couldn't see. You know, so you take the wild berry drops under the tongue. Berry Max, that's another thing that'll help. All right, interesting. Uh, I mean, these, um, these things that you're, you're finding deep in the woods... 
it's, it's, it reminds me of um, you know all the the medicine that they that, that we've been finding in the Amazon, uh, and yet we've yeah. got our own we've got our own treasure we've trove of our pharmacy it's up in more potent. Because you're getting challenged by all that cold, intense uh, cold, and, you, and, and and instead of going and fighting the snakes and the and the tarantulas and the mosquitoes and all that disease, you can just go into the woods. Well, maybe in the winter and fall. <laughs> I don't know. I'll tell you how to protect yourself though from Lyme. But you go and you harvest some chaga. You harvest some bark. Uh, you get picked the dandelions in season. See what I mean? If you could just study the cures in the forest, the wild berry cure, I mean, you'd become an expert on what to pick. How do you... Uh, um, to, we're just about finished here, but talk to me a little bit more about uh, chaga. You drink it as a tea. Uh, now, do you, is this something that, yeah. you, you, that you drink every morning? You drink it as a tea, every you morning? Also buy it in a capsule form, raw. So the best chaga for the joints and for hypertension, the disease I mentioned, diabetes, heart disease, is in the raw. So there's something called Chaga Max Capsules, Chaga Power Drops, raw chaga. Or you buy the pulverized tea and you toss it into a smoothie. Or as a tonic, you drink the tea in your hot water, uh, so so all of that works. And, and I did uh, want to also mention, right? And you can study that in the in the cures in the forest, or you can study it online, whatever. I wanted to mention protection against the ticks. Okay. Because I don't want to see people get it. Okay. You put the socks over the pants. Maybe wear light clothes, a hat, a broad hat. You tuck your shirt in good. Uh, you check yourself, you take all your clothes off if you're in a, a risk area and you dump them in a garbage bag, you check yourself, you take a hot shower, all that. But in the crisis, I invented something, a spray that's extremely effective. And you can see on the Facebook, the videos. Just put Cass Ingram, uh, semicolon, the health hunter, semicolon, Lyme, and you'll find these things. It's called Protec-X. Listen, it's geranium. Juniper, bay leaf, cumin, oregano, rosemary oils. You spray that stuff on and the ticks go south. They don't want anything to do with you. And it's very effective for the dogs. So this Herbal Protect-X is a chance for us to enjoy the wilderness now. I had to invent something, uh, you know, right. so that a person could go back to that environment and safely engage those woods and those grasses. So it's all natural? You and, don't have to uh, worry about children, get, spraying it on children or getting it in your eyes you or anything? You spray all you want over and over again because it's just these these uh, plant oils. Protect And the X. dogs, too, because they, they get sick from the deep-type things. Sure. What's the name of it again? Herbal Protect-X. Sometimes you see it on the Internet as Tick-X, but they made them change the name. I guess the government owns the word Tick. <laughs> so, <laughs> they made it, they own it. That's right. Dr. Cass. Protect X. Protect X. All right, my friend. Yeah. Stay well. Thank you. We'll talk to you when you get back. Here's an 800 number 800 243 5242. Let them help you. 243 5242. One more time. 1 800 243 5242. All right, Cass. Be well, my friend. Okay, you too. Nice to talk to you. Bye. All right, the Conspiracy Show app, when we come back. Big Brother is listening, and so are you, to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Oh, welcome back. You know, I, t I talk to a lot of people in, in, in social media, uh, and, and many people are now telling me things like, you know, forget websites, websites are obsolete, you got to have an app. Uh, and so I went out and uh, put out the clarion call, and uh, a fine young woman uh, answered that call and uh, developed uh, the app for us. Sharon Forster is uh, the developer and creative force behind Alley Active Listening, which is a made-for-talk-radio app which uh, enhances the audience's listening experience with many value-added features such as access to past shows, customized show lists, instant show polls, show ratings, a dedicated space for listeners to gather and socialize, 
and a venue for direct access to uh, the conspiracy show. And uh, here she is, uh, Sharon Forster. Welcome. How are you? Hi, Richard. I'm great. Well, once again, uh, incredible job you did on the app, and thank you. Uh, from the bottom of my heart, it's just it's just an incredible app. Uh, you did you just did an, an amazing job. Well, thank thank you very much. Uh, the app is really just a vehicle, and thank you for letting me showcase your work. Well, um, I mean, is how, and how do you feel about that? The, the 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 website versus the app. I mean, are are things moving in that direction? Is that is that a fair assessment that websites are becoming obsolete? I think they're becoming obsolete. I just think people, a lot of websites are slow to make them uh, work perfectly and nicely on mobile. Um, it still amazes me every day how many websites you go to and they just look awful on your phone. And I know most listeners are probably like me. And it, it doesn't really matter what your age is. You spend more and more time uh, looking at stuff on your phone and not uh, on your tablet or your, or your laptop. So I think, I think websites are just slow. But I don't, I don't think they're going to dis- disappear anytime soon. All right. Well, uh, walk us through it. How, first of all, if people want to get the Conspiracy Show app, how do you do it? Uh, okay, sure. Um, well, the links are on your website, of course. And uh, there's also a separate website called the theconspiracyshowapp.com where you can go there and read uh, some of the highlights of what's on the show, what's in the app. And it's got the links to go either to the uh, Google Play Store or to Apple to get it. And uh, so you go to those links and you download it, just like any other app. Uh, the size, it's about the size of, say, a Facebook or a Twitter because it's, it's got a lot in it. So it's a, it's a reasonable size. Once you download it, it uh, it's going to ask you to register. Um, the iPhone version won't require you to register, but the Android version will. And uh, the registration is really just there to help customize some of the show lists. Like it allows you to say what your favorites are and what you've listened to and so on. So there are some features that are customized by users. So that's the biggest reason for having you register. Uh, the second reason is there's a lot of just kind of fun, interesting stuff in there about the demographics of who's listening and who's calling and so on. So it just, it does gather some demographic information, but that that's all optional. So if it's, if someone's not comfortable giving that, they certainly don't have to. Exactly, and that is that is useful to me. I mean, it's it's kind of um, uh, market research. It lets me know, as you say, who's listening, where they're listening, uh, and when you combine that with uh, with uh, the poll questions and so forth, uh, it, it's a very int- important tool. It helps me decide what types of uh, programming to uh, to deliver on the program on the conspiracy show. Right. I, I think it helps you. And I, I was coming at it mostly from the perspective of just helping the listener. Because I know there's a lot of listeners out there like me that they're listening to many different talk shows, not just yours. And I, I can't tell you how many times I've been listening and, and, and you think, oh, my goodness, this, this guest is so great. Or sometimes they're not so great. And, and you wonder, does, does the show host know? You know, they, they, they should know. Uh, if people are enjoying it and what segments they are enjoying. And if, if a particular topic is being discussed, it's helpful to get to maybe do a poll and see how many people are affected by that topic. Uh, that way the host and the guest can customize what they're speaking about. Tell us um, how the, the, the poll function uh, works, because this is really cool. Uh, let's say someone is listening to a, to a show and they, uh, they, can, they can, can they create a poll on their own? Sure. Sure. Anybody can create a poll. Uh, or you or a guest or uh, Albert can go in and create a poll ahead of time, maybe before the show starts, if you want to maybe gather a little bit of information before the show even starts. You can go in there and do that. Or during the show, anybody can. A listener can. And it's just anything that you might be curious about. Like tonight was a good example about the Venus Project. Just There was a poll out there, how many people would uh, want to live in a, in, a, in a city that was like that? You know, it's kind of interesting when you're listening to these topics to know, you know, am I thinking the same as other people or does everybody have a great varied opinion or what? So these polls can help you gather that. And uh, also, uh, there's a place that uh, people can uh, post comments. Uh, How does that work? How do they do that? Right. So um, maybe maybe let me just about the main page. It's got a little smattering of everything that uh, everything that is Richard. It's got all your uh, your curated news, all the podcasts, information about the guests and the books and so on. But all of this 
connectivity and sharing and polls and discussion is basically on the show page. So uh, if you click anywhere where you see the show heading, it will take you to the page, the show page. And on there, it's got uh, all the demographics about who's listening. It's got the voting where you can vote uh, if you're enjoying the show, agreeing with the content, enjoying the guest presentation and so on. And it's got the polls in there, and you can narrow down your search. Do you want to see just polls that the host has put out there or polls that the listener has put out there? Um, and then it's got to join the discussion section. And, again, there's different categories there, so you can kind of zoom in into what you're interested in. If you just want to see comments that the host and guest are making, you can do that. Or if a listener has a question that they want to pose to the host, or the guests before the show actually starts or during the show, they can cue that question up there. Or if listeners just want to comment and uh, have a discussion with each other, there's a place to do that. And if you have a particular experience that you want to talk about related to this topic, there's a section for that called What's Your Story? And then the last section about comments is if you feel you'd like to dispute some of the facts that are presented because you're not agreeing with the topic, there, there's a place to do that. Um, so the whole purpose of this discussion was, you know, social media, everybody's throwing in Twitter and Facebook and whatnot, but those are very unorganized, random, fleeting uh, types of social media. So this is a, li a little more organized and a little more targeted, and uh, it kind of stays with the show forever, which is particularly useful if you're listening to a podcast. It's really easy to find this. Um, if, if people just put comments and whatnot on Twitter, you know, it's, it's hard to find past stuff in Twitter. It just, right. just kind of comes and goes. You've got to wade through everything. you got to, yeah. Yeah, exactly. and, you, and you, you may not necessarily actually see everything. It depends if it's been retweeted and, you know, whatever all the formulas are that these big guys are using. You're not really sure you're always seeing everything. So uh, that, that doesn't happen here. So that's what this join the discussion section is all about. And uh, the other interesting thing on this, on the show page and also on the main page is just the social media links. And it's just really handy to go in and be able to see what you can go to Twitter, you can go to Facebook, and these things are all right there. I don't have to get out of my app and go and open up each one and uh, keep flipping around. So it's, it's just more of a convenience. Exactly. So Sharon Forster is with us, the developer and creative force behind uh, the Conspiracy Show app, which is available to you at uh, Google Play and uh, iTunes. It's a free download. And uh, um, again, you said it's sort of comparable to uh, a Twitter in terms of uh, storage. Yeah, right. It's not. Uh, it's not too big. I, like I, I, I have a phone that's pretty loaded up, and I, I didn't have any problems with it. So it's, uh, it's a reasonable size. This is also cool. People can post photos up there. Yeah, on the main page, there is a photo gallery, so anybody can go there and uh, post photos. Um, the other interesting thing is right on the main page, the first section kind of varies depending on what, what time of day it is. So if the show is on, there are some places there to listen to the show. You can listen live. There's a sleep timer if you think you're going to fall asleep to make sure that the audio will turn off. And there's also a record audio button there that uh, has just recently been put in. So if you're listening to the show and you want to record it because it's really good and you think you might fall asleep and you can't wait for the podcast, you can just record the audio yourself and come in and listen to it whenever you want. So that's kind of a cool feature. That is very cool. And let's say you, um, uh, you're you offline and you want to listen to the podcast. Right. If you uh, There's this section for the episode archives and podcasts. You can just go there and it lists all the shows, all two years or however many years you have there. So there's hundreds of shows. You can see them all. And uh, in each one, there's a little cloud there if you want to download the show right onto your device so that you can listen to it when you uh, have no Internet access. You can do that. And uh, once you've downloaded them, you can keep track of which ones are your favorite and which ones you've listened to and so on. It truly is interactive. I mean, I, I, uh, I, I have to commend you. I have not seen an app uh, like this before. It's a, it's a really powerful tool, uh, and you just you work your heart out on it. Well, uh, it, I, 
You know, it can be as interactive as people want to be. I know sometimes people just want to lay there and listen to the show and they're tired. It's the end of the day and they don't feel like participating. You can do that. Or if you're very active, there's many, many ways to to be active through the app. Um, The one thing that I really like is the rating, being able to rate the show because there's only so much time in the day and there's so many shows. It's nice to know, you know, you pick a show that has a really high rating, and if you've only got an hour, well, go to that show and listen to it and save the others for later when you have more time. And uh, the rating system is uh, works how? So you can go on the show page. There's a section in there where it just says rate the show or rate the guest and the host. You just go in there and you pick one to five stars. And uh, it's rated instantly. You can see what the ratings are, and you can see if they're changing over the two hours, if people are becoming more interested or less interested as the show goes on. And uh, then when you go to the show list, you can look at the ratings for all the shows in the past. And uh, they're basically a one- to five-star rating. Well, Sharon, I I hate to break this to you, but that's not going to be of any use to anyone because they're all five stars. (laughs) Well, that's good. Uh, Sharon, uh, where can people find out more about Alley Active Listening? Uh, well, this this basically is it. This was kind of the launching point for the concept. I was the guinea pig. You are the guinea pig, and I thank you very much for, for being that guinea pig. And uh, I, I hope to get this into other talk shows, especially in this genre, so that a listener can go and pick between many talk shows and see where they can uh, spend their time, their limited time. Well, I uh, again, I um, I can't thank you enough. You just did an absolute, you exceeded all my expectations, the Conspiracy Show app. It's just fabulous. Thank you, Sharon. You're very welcome. Sharon Forster. All right, again, available on iTunes and Google Play. Make sure you get it. It's free. Ali, um, active listening. Albert, thank you. Tim Spreen, so long, farewell, my friend. Stay in touch. Back next week, brand new program. Nelson Thal will be here. And uh, Mary Sutherland will talk about the, uh, the red-haired giants. In the meantime, don't be afraid. There's nothing concealed that won't be revealed and nothing hidden. That won't be made known what you hear in the dark. Speak in the light. What I say in a whisper. Proclaim from the housetops. Move over, Aphrodite. I'm coming home.